coming up. Anyways, so part two of picking your myofunctional therapist, picking how you want to start your myofunctional therapy journey even might be a better way to talk about kind of today's topics. Mm -hmm. Um, Because these are definitely FAQs that we get from our patients. We see it on some of these like Facebook groups. There's there's a lot to be um, kind of talked out and talked through. Um, and again, we're just going to approach all these questions with no judgment. And this is a guide because not everybody has the ability to see us. So we just want you to find the good peeps. That's mm-hmm. the gist of it. We want the good peeps. The, the flip side, if you were like, oh, well, I'm just going to do two sessions. Well, Sorry, toots, that's not really going to change your bad habits that you've had for 30 years or a kid that's had a bad habit for eight years. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to cure that in two sessions. So, yeah, actually, I think that's a really, really important point you brought up. Um, session by session therapy almost gives people like a psychology that like they can just bail out. OK, well, I'm just going to stop coming to you now that my tongue ties released because that's all I wanted. There is no replacement for Mayo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's- you're going to sleep like crap if your mouth breathing. You're going to sleep like crap if your tongue is not in the roof and you're just constantly readjusting and fidgeting all mm-hmm. night to move that tongue out of your airway. You're going to mm-hmm. sleep like crap if you don't give yourself the proper hours. You're going to sleep like crap if you're like stuffy, clenching, grinding, grinding, all the things. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, having like working with a sleep coach on top of Mayo could be great, but it's not a replacement or same with breath work. Like we love all the different breath work. We, you know, if you guys listen to like our early on episodes with Mr. Dan Hansen, mm-hmm. um, we talk about Buteka, we talk about Wim Hof, we talk about nasal breathing constantly. That's all we ever talk about. Um, but that would be something I would do on top of or in addition to Mayo. We have a special offer for our Munch Bunch listeners. To book a virtual consult with Megan, she's offering a discount of $25 off. Just email her, Megan, at nwmyofunctionaltherapy.com or through her website, www.orofacial-myology.com. To book a virtual consult with Kimmy for the $25 off, email her mouthmusclememory@outlook.com or through the website, www.mouthmusclememory.com. Now on to the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Munch Bunch podcast. It's Kimi Nishimoto with my homegirl, Megan Vanoy. Hello. And we are myofunctional therapists. And we're going to talk to you guys today about part two of how to pick your myofunctional therapist and little tips and just kind of in information that for are frequently asked questions. Um, so Megan, before we get started, let us pull our Monday munchie affirmator card to start this week off with a bang. Okay. Uh, I pulled out a big stack. All right. I'm not looking at it. Kimmy, tell me when to stop. Boom. All right. What do we got? No judgment. I think that's really good for today's episode, actually. 
Uh, so no judgment. I release myself from any and all judgments. I find my inner critic, call it into my office and tell it to take a vacation. <laughs> As it leaves the room, I let out a sigh and I begin to enjoy the joy of simply being. Who hired that guy anyway? So, <laughs> so cute. The little Joyville. <laughs> I love it. I'll send I'll send you a picture of it too so we can post it with the episode. But um, I think actually that's a really good intention to set for our, our um, episode today because we are going to kind of get into the nitty gritty of a little bit of controversial stuff. Um, you know, like how often should you be seeing your therapist? How long should your program be session by session? Or do you pay for a full program insurance versus out of pocket? Like we're going to go through all of those things. Um, and if you are a therapist out there who listens to our show and you do it different than us, no judgment. Mm -hmm. We all like none at all. Everybody does things a little bit differently. We all have different styles. Um, we have different trainings, different backgrounds, different experiences with patients. Um, you know, and so I think that is a beautiful place to start our episode today, Mm -hmm. um, to kind of come from that lens. So, um, yeah, I love it. What do you think, Kimmy? Hashtag no judges. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we tend to be pretty non-judgmental around here. Um, unless we're talking about, you know, like the real housewives, Kimmy loves them. Oh my gosh. I judge, <laughs> I judge the heck out of them. I love it so much. Oh, that's where we save our judgment. But, you know, I think honestly, of the people in my life, of the people in the circle, the people I know, um, we're all doing the best we can with what we have. Mm-hmm. And I think that is an important message as a mom, um, especially moms who like didn't know about this stuff, like with their first kid, but learned about mm-hmm. it with the second. Um, I think as a provider, you've been a, you know, a hygienist or a dentist or an orthodontist for, you know, years and years and years. And you're just now learning about this stuff. Um, you know, Kimmy, I think you've shared and you can actually share this because I don't hundred percent know. Um, mm-hmm. but isn't there an orthodontist up in Idaho who used to pull premolars and now oh, he is actually a friend of mine. Shout out to Brett Christensen. Woo. Lewis yeah. in Idaho. We love him. Um, he's a friend of mine. He has been an orthodontist for a very long time and he does so much for the community. If kids can't afford expansion, he gives them like a crazy good deal because he's not going to send them out the door without helping them. Um, so I love that about him as well as back in the day, you know, he went to orthodontic school and they teach, you know, that there's overbites to pull bicuspids, supremolar teeth and pull things back. So if he has someone that now is like struggling with sleep apnea or sleep disordered breathing, he will redo their ortho and he will expand them. So shout out to Brett. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that is, you know, like a really great example of when he first started his orthodontic career, the standard of care was to pull premolars, right? And now the standard of care is not to do that. And we've seen what's happened to patients. Kimmy has seen firsthand what's happened to her. I have family members who I've seen what's happened to them. And 
to be able to come back around and say, hey, I know differently now, I know better now, and I'm going to help you with the knowledge that I have now is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, and that's the same thing with moms and giving pacifiers or bottles or not clipping your, you know, kid's tongue tie because the pediatrician didn't make it seem like it was that big of a deal. I have a patient right now, her daughter just turned three, clearly has a tongue tie, has a four-month-old baby, realized that the baby had a tongue tie, had that addressed and is feeling kind of a little bit of mom guilt that Mm -hmm. she didn't know about it for her three-year-old, right? She didn't know. And at the time the provider was like, man, this may help. It may not help. And now the provider, you know, who did her son's was like, well, I mean, you could help your daughter, but if it's not impacting her speech, she doesn't really need it. Right. Which we know from our lenses. (laughs) It just blew my brains out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah Kimmy finger gunned herself it's not just about speech right if you guys have listened to any of our other episodes you know it's not just about speech that the tongue tie can impact and if you haven't if this is this first episode you've ever listened to um go back and listen to Dr. Baxter's podcast we talk about how tongue ties can impact us at different ages and different stages of our lives so um you know obviously this is a patient of mine and so like I'm giving her the full rundown of everything and uh, to help, but to go back to what we're talking about, we do the best we can with what we know. And so if you ever come see us, if you ever talk to us, if you're ever feeling that like guilt or shame that you didn't do these things sooner, like, guess what? I didn't get my tongue tie released till I was 30. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't even know I was tongue tied until I was like 27, 28. And I had already been doing Mayo. I had already been doing Mayo and didn't realize that like I had a tongue tie because we weren't even talking about compensations until what, 2018, 2019. We weren't talking about that then. So even in this short period of time, we've seen things change and evolve. And mm-hmm. um, so absolutely no judgment up in here. So <laughs> that's my no judgment uh rant, uh, <laughs> tangent, rant, whatever you want to call it. Um, also I have, it's December, you guys. So my Christmas sweater game has officially started. So today we are looking like a snack with my little gingerbread. Okay. <laughs> you will see if you're a video watcher, you will see, um, all of my Christmas sweaters. And I have definitely thought about just posting a daily Christmas sweater on my story. I think so. you need to just, just don't even think about it. Just do. <laughs> oh, so I don't know if I have 25 yet, um, but honestly, I might. So it really could probably do one every day. Like, and again, you guys, no judgment because I love it. So <laughs> I, I might judge you a little bit. <laughs> I have I have some puffy painted sweaters that my mom made in the 90s when that was cool. So oh. and I still wear them. Um, so yeah, crushing it over here. Nice. You know. <laughs> and I bought Isabel a matching Christmas sweater this oh. year. So we're going to also be matchy-matchy and it's going to be very cute. So awesome. (sighs) Anyways, so part two of picking your myofunctional therapist, picking how you want to start your myofunctional therapy journey even might be a better way to talk about kind of today's topics. Mm -hmm. Um, Because these are definitely FAQs that we get from our patients. We see it on some of these like Facebook groups. There's, There's a lot to be 
um, kind of talked out and talked through. Um, and again, we're just going to approach all these questions with no judgment. And, you know, Kimmy and I are both pretty open to knowing that like, just because we do it a certain way doesn't mean everybody does and doesn't mean our way is the only way that's effective. Mm-hmm. Now, we have a lot of great results with our patients. Um, you know, we've been, we both have been blessed with some amazing patients. Um, mm-hmm. There, yeah. I mean, I just think we've been, I can kind of speak for you, Kimmy, because I've got to meet some of your patients. Mm-hmm. But from my side, like I, my patients have just been amazing and they're such great people and I love working with them. Um, and they get a lot of great results and they love what we do and, you know, everybody leaves happy, but that doesn't mean that I'm the only myofunctional therapist in the entire world who can make people happy. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and (laughs) so I, you know, as we go through this stuff, I don't want to, I don't want anybody to feel like, oh, well, Megan and Kimmy think that they're the only ones who know how to do anything. Cause that's just Mm -hmm. not true. Yeah. And also we'll be like, as objective as possible and just talk about like how we used to and how we do Mm -hmm. now um because really this is a guide because not everybody has the ability to see us so we just want you to find the good peeps that's Mm -hmm. the gist of it we want the good peeps yeah all right so let's take it from the top question number one how often should you see your therapist? So that would be like, how often do you have your meetings with them? Mm -hmm. Now, for me, when I first started and I took my first course, they taught us to meet once a week Mm -hmm. and they were supposed to do their exercises three times a day. In reality, this never happened. Because nobody has time to do exercises three times a day. You're mm-hmm. doing good if you can get two times. Mm-hmm. And then there's some days where it's one time. And then there's mm-hmm. some days where it's like, okay, well, I breathe through my nose and I kept my tongue where I needed to keep it today. So kudos to me. So some of it is like, you have to be a little bit graceful with being a mm-hmm. human, but for me now, what I do is once every two weeks. And then yeah. if there's like a vacation or an illness, then sometimes we have to push. Megan, what about you? Yeah. So when I started back in the day, um, I also seen people weekly um, for about 30 minutes and it was a challenge. You know, it, it was a challenge to practice perfectly every week. People weren't getting as good of results or mm-hmm. they would um, they would come back a few months later after they finished therapy because they'd be finished within like three months mm-hmm. um, and they'd come back and they would feel like they weren't 100% in their goals. And so uh, a year in maybe um, I had moved to kind of the two week model as well. Every two to three weeks is kind of ideal in my world. Um, and, you know, again, we we do the same thing. We plan around vacations we plan around sickness we plan around like life stuff um and I had to do some of my own physical therapy after I had Isabel I did a lot of pelvic floor stuff and the physical therapist that I work with actually told me she said you know it doesn't matter what muscle you're working Mm -hmm. it takes the body 12 weeks to build new muscle Hmm. and I was you know I was like huh that's really interesting because 
that is, you know, all I used to do for patients way back when, right? I've been doing the every two to three week model for probably almost four to five years at this point. But um, my patients who I've seen more on that rhythm haven't come back. Mm-hmm. You know, they're doing great. We end up working with them for about six to eight months by the time it's all said and done. And they tend to have better long-term results. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's kind of what has worked for me, worked with my patients, worked kind of in people's schedules too. Um, mm-hmm. So now I meet with them about every every two to three weeks. Our sessions are 45 minutes long, um, you know, some people like to power through and we're done in 30 minutes, but I always allow for 45 minutes of time. Generally speaking, I ask my patients to practice five minutes twice a day in front of the mirror. There's something to be said about not over, like not over prescribing exercises in my opinion. Um, Because again, I want people to like, enjoy this. I don't want them to get burnt out. I want them to feel like they can actually do it and not that like they need to be at the gym an hour every single day or they Mm -hmm. failed. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I tell everyone. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to make you weight lift. Mm -hmm. And that makes me really cool. Like you don't have to go to the, (laughs) I won't make you go to the gym. If you want to go to the gym, you can go to the gym, but you don't have to do this for like hours. Like Mm -hmm. it's like five minutes twice a day or like double up and do it 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, Anyway, when I first started, my first program recommended eight sessions once a week. And the same thing, like just not enough time. And then they felt guilty because they didn't do it three times a day. I'm like, low key, I don't even think I would do it three times a day. I already know I wouldn't. Like I, I already know that. Like Mm -hmm. I know it from when I learned how to do this and I was supposed to be my own patient, right? Mm -hmm. Like. So, you know, for me, I think that builds in time, it builds in grace, it builds in the ability to actually accomplish the goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's really important to know what your goals are. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's where this can differentiate from speech a lot. And I think that's where we get a lot of frustration from people who've only had the speech lens experience is well my kid's been in speech for like five years and I don't even know what we're doing so I think being able to have goals at the beginning of the program share those with the patient that way we all know we're on the same page this is what we're working towards for everybody who comes through malfunctional therapy and then this is what we're working for specifically for you and we're not done till we reach those goals but ideally we should reach these goals within whatever time frame we decide, Mm -hmm. you know, so I do, um, I do a full program. I don't do a session by session. Mm -hmm. Some of that is because I want patients to know there's a start and a finish and they don't have to see me for forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also like that, that commitment when you're investing in yourself for something, it's like when you, (sighs) okay, this sounds like kind of like privileged to say this, but I was a dental hygienist and I needed to get massages often because I was in severe pain. And if I didn't, then I would have to 
cut back on work. So I'm like, I either go get a massage or I cut down my days because I needed to, because I had like Mm -hmm. a pinch nerve. It's not that I was just trying to like treat, treat yourself, you know, but when I were, we love that treat yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No judgment, no judgment, but I signed up for like one of those packages where you can like buy massages and you get them once a month. And it was like, okay, this is me investing in my body And then it kind of like helped me to be like accountable, like, okay, I need to like take this time for myself. So I think that's part of it with the session by session. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. it is so nice to have like easier payment options. And there are people out there that do really easy payment options. I personally, Mm -hmm. I know that I have like probably one of the most flexible and I've gotten flack for it from other therapists. Like you shouldn't be so flexible like shouldn't have it be so long but I do because I I just want to give that access you know but there's also Mm -hmm. other people that do payment options or like there's discounts if you pay up front versus doing that payment plan like there's lots of options there yeah and I do um and that does kind of like move us into do you pay session by session or do you pay for a full program? And, you know, again, I think sometimes you can get caught. You can get kind of trapped in this session by session because then all of a sudden on the back end, you've paid for like 20 sessions and you've paid however much, $200, $250 a session. Um, you add that up at the end, you're like, wait a second, I paid like four to six grand for therapy. Whereas like, you know, doing a full program, you know, up front exactly how much money you're going to end up paying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on the, the flip side, if you were like, oh, well, I'm just going to do two sessions. Well, sorry, toots, that's not really going to change your bad habits that you've had for 30 years or a kid that's had a bad habit for eight years, like Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to cure that in two sessions. So yeah, actually I think that's a really, really important point you brought up. Um, Session by session therapy almost gives people like a psychology that like they can just bail out. Okay. Well, I'm just going to stop coming to you now that my tongue ties released because that's all I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that. You know, I've been burned by that, right? Like I know people who've been burned by that where it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll do session by session. I know I'm looking at like 15 to 20 sessions. We'll totally do it. And then they just bail, you know, or even payment plans sometimes like, you know, they're due for their final payment and they're like, no, I don't think I'm going to pay. I'm just going to stop. And, you know, that hasn't happened to me in a long time. Um, but when I was a newer therapist, that happened to me and it's like, wait a second, like you're ripping yourself off by not like completing everything and you're ripping off the person who is trying to give you treatment and you're shorting them on the commitment that you said you were going to make with them. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I, that can be really hard. And then you know, and then you get that person who's like, oh, well, this didn't work for me. And it's like, well, you didn't finish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, well, you didn't actually do the work or you didn't finish, you know, mm-hmm. 
But then on the flip side comes these patients who are like, well, what if this isn't working for me? Like I'm paying all this money up front and then nothing happens. Um, that would never happen in my practice. <laughs> no, there's, there's always something. There's always something. Every single person, in my opinion, has some level of dysfunction. Oh, yeah. So even if it's not like you're not tongue tied. Well, maybe you swallow weird and maybe you have like air aphasia yeah. where you're swallowing air and that's causing you to burp or have like reflux or gas or mm-hmm. bloating. Maybe you are not a mouth breather, but you have dysfunctional breathing where you breathe really shallow and rapid with your chest. Maybe mm-hmm. like you don't have sleep apnea, but maybe you have insomnia and learning some of these skills to calm the nervous system and how to breathe will help with the insomnia. I've seen that time mm-hmm. and time again. Yeah. And I think, I think, and I get, I probably get caught in this, Um, you know, everybody worries or a lot of people worry, okay, well, it might work for everybody else. But what if this doesn't work for me? You know, mm-hmm. I don't, in my, in, in my practice, we don't just go through the motions, right? Like we don't just, well, this week we do this exercise and this week we do this exercise. And mm-hmm. if you're in pain too bad, we're just going to keep going and we're just going to go through Like, no, we get to what is going on? What's going on with you? Let's like, we're not done until we have addressed everything that is an issue for you. We're not done until we get to those four myofunctional therapy goals. We're not done until you feel better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and generally, yes, in my world, that doesn't take me more than t- about 12 to 15 sessions, if I'm just being totally honest, you guys. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, if you're doing the work, 12 is kind of the magic number in my world. Um, and I've seen it time and time again. I've worked with, I don't know, I don't know over 500 patients, maybe more. I've stopped counting you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and of those, I can think of like less than a handful, maybe five, who like didn't get the results that they wanted and they were flaky, and they didn't do the exercises, and we had to repeat things because they didn't do the work. Usually, it's it's not doing the work, not having that commitment, not valuing the investment that you've made to where you feel like you maybe didn't accomplish your goals, mm-hmm. and again, this is like years ago, years and years ago. Nobody these days, you know, we're not done until we help you reach your goals. I actually just thought of something and I want to like copyright this. <laughs> I just, I'm like, love it. Sometimes my doctor will be like, oh, should they do myo? I'm like, listen, if you can't brush your teeth twice a day, you shouldn't do myo. You do not have the responsibility. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So add to yeah. the list. Yeah. On this right? list. I just think they're like, we're not going to give up on you if you don't give up on us. Mm -hmm. Or give up on yourself. Or give up on yourself. Like we're like, I I get this. I don't get this question as much anymore, but I definitely do. Well, what if it doesn't work for me? I pay for this whole program and it doesn't work for me. If if this isn't for you, I wouldn't be recommending it. You've got a grade three tongue tie. You have headaches. You have migraines. You're clenching and grinding. This is for you. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't come into my door if this wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that's the fear around committing to a full program is like, well, what if this doesn't work for me? 
we would like at least us myself and Kimmy like we wouldn't be recommending it to you if it wasn't Mm -hmm. yeah yep very true and sometimes I'll, I'll be honest with people like like I've I've had consults with people I'm like I want to work with you so much I, I really like you but your mouth is so tiny and you can't even click your tongue with and it fit in between your your teeth like your mouth is too small you really need to see someone for expansion or maybe even jaw surgery to fix that and that leads us into our next question why myo before and after having MMA or aka jaw surgery or orthognathic surgery and then we can also talk about like tongue tie as well yeah I think and I think we could even talk about expansion even so um yeah tiny tiny mouths and it's like okay do I do myo first do I do expansion first what do I why do I need myofunctional therapy before my tongue tie why do I need myofunctional therapy before I have jaw surgery why you know the timing of things can be really confusing. <laughs> um, so there is a lot of conversation around tongue space right now. Um, sometimes I feel like the conversation has gone a little extreme, um, but it is it is out there. Um, so there's a handful kind of evaluation factors that we take into account when it comes to, should I do expansion before I should do myo? And for kids, a lot of times it can be really helpful to do it before they get into myo um, because they're still growing. Um, Sometimes some parents prefer to see if they can get their own, you know, tongue up in the roof of the mouth and the kid have some sort of their own expansion. Um, So I kind of laid out there to, you know, whoever it is, I'm like, here's the option. We can expand then myo we can myo pause expand finish up with myo we can do myo first in some situations and do expansion later um, if myo isn't what ultimately is the best option because the tongue space situation um, one of the things that we look for is does your tongue overflow when you suction so for me um If you're listening, um, I don't have a whole lot of overflow when mm. I suction my tongue up to the roof of the mouth. But I do, but I do. Yeah. So I've trained mine to kind of wiggle worm in, but it mm-hmm. kind of drapes down on the sides. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And you have some coverage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, a more extreme version would be. Where the tongue is just kind of. Mm-hmm. overflowing no matter what they do they can't nudge it inside because it's just too small a mm-hmm. common rule of thumb is if you can't fit a cotton roll in between your top molars yeah um but i will also say i have seen patients who suction and it overflows and we go through some mile we can and then we can fit it in there sometimes it's low yep. muscle tone, sometimes right? it's low tone mm-hmm there's a um, lot you can do with just myo as well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes not everybody can af- afford expansion right away. And so, so what do we do? What, like, I always kind of go with a good, better, best approach. Okay. You have unlimited time. You have unlimited budget. Like you're down for like the, everything in the kitchen sink, then let's get you an expansion first. Right. Um, but 
if you're not, but you still have symptoms and you're hurting and you're looking for answers and you're tongue tied. And, you know, technically you guys like, I am not a good candidate for a tongue tie release. If we go by what these measurements are supposed to be, I have a five and a half millimeter airway. I have a 34 millimeter, um, inner molar to inner molar. Um, I'm like, you know, which means I'm like nine millimeters short this way. I'm like six millimeters short this way. Um, and, uh, I got my tongue tie released anyways. Um, mm-hmm. and I, you know, like Dr. Zaghi released my tongue tie and, you know, a lot of these tongue space protocols are coming from the breathe Institute and that's great. Um, but do I think any of my tongue tie released was life changing for me? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. And mm-hmm. so, you know, when we talk about these things, I think finding a provider who aligns with you and I don't think putting a blanket on, well, if you don't reach these measurements, then like you can't have myo, you can't get your tongue tie released. You either need expansion or you need surgery. I think that limits a lot of people from getting a lot of help that they could have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's also like, okay, great. That's awesome. MMA, but jaw surgery, even though it's covered by insurance, it's not all covered. <laughs> it's not all covered. It's brutal. I mean, if you guys yeah. haven't heard Saini's story yet, um, about her MMA and her jaw surgery, it's absolutely brutal. And so, mm-hmm. you know, what if we can get people to a place where they're not in pain anymore? Or like, yeah, maybe not every measurement's perfect, but like, if we can help them reach their goals and get out of pain and feel in a really good, stable place, why would we deny them of that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think for adults, like, like I was saying, if they can't click their tongue and it relatively fit within their upper molars, I think that's good. Some people don't have the muscle strength at first Mm -hmm. to do a full cave or suction hold. Mm -hmm. Um, so we can always like pin that for later once they get stronger, but you know, when you see a tongue space issue, like their, their palate looks like a V it's, Mm -hmm like a volcano point mm-hmm. um a lot of times there's the cross bites where the upper jaw and the lower jaw are flip-flopped like mm-hmm. it's too, the upper jaw is smaller than the lower jaw mm-hmm. you'll see underbites you'll see mm-hmm. like that very severe retronathic chin that's like the very small tiny chin that's tucked back mm-hmm. like you can you can tell yeah and you know what sometimes if we do Mayo and we do a tongue tie release and things maybe get worse or we haven't fully reached our goals, then we can do expansion, bite sized mm-hmm. pieces. You know, mm-hmm. we can, and my patients know that. Like, if they know if they're borderline and we're not quite like sure which way we want to go, they know that if things get worse or if they, you know, have any sort of issues, then that's the next direction for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that. You know, I think that's really, really important and and crucial. So mm-hmm. um, any other thoughts on that question, Kimmy? Because I think that kind of brings us to our insurance versus out of pocket. Oh my gosh, we're like vibing so much. I was about to say that. <laughs> we're always vibing. That's why we're, that's why we're together. That's why, that's why um, we're the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> so that all being said, we also get a lot of questions about um, well, does insurance cover this? I only would work with a provider who, you know, covers insurance. Um, 
And that, honestly, generally speaking, no. Um, so if you're looking at working with a myofunctional therapist with a dental hygiene background, like it's illegal for us to bill medical insurance. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, we can't break the law and for anybody, right? Um, so we can provide super bills, you know, and you can submit to insurance on your own for reimbursement. Um, you know, we can accept HSA and FSA type accounts, health savings stuff. Um, but, you know, 20, 30 years ago, and even for a lot of insurance now, chiropractic hasn't been covered by insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, massage, acupuncture, a lot of these mm-hmm. kind of more holistic health stuff is not covered by insurance, right? Western medicine insurance um, is great when you're sick. Mm-hmm. It is so helpful when you are sick. If you've been around a long time, um, you know that my dad had a very traumatic brain injury five years ago. I landed him in a coma, um, emergency brain surgeries. His medical records are over 1,900 pages long. So, <laughs> And he had 13 surgeries um, within about eight months. So Oof. anybody want to guess at uh, his hospital bills, right? Um, we're... Like, had there been no insurance, we're looking at, like, a smooth million plus for all of his time. Oh, at least, at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Over a million dollars, right? The ICU room alone in 2017, just the room, nothing else in it, was 30 grand a night. Mm. So, does, did my mom have some of the best insurance out there? Um, Yes. (laughs) So, did my parents pay over a million dollars out of pocket for my dad's medical care? No, but he was very, very, very sick. Mm-hmm. Now, what about, you know, does it pay for his chiropractic visits? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, insurance, Western insurance, American insurance, whatever. Um, it's great when you're sick, but it's not great when we're trying to prevent you from becoming sick. Mm-hmm. which is why a lot of times, you know, medical insurance will cover CPAPs for mm-hmm. moderate and severe sleep apnea. But what if you're not a good candidate for a CPAP? What if you don't like your CPAP? Why not look at some other alternative options like myofunctional therapy? Oh, well, they won't cover that. We only cover the CPAP. Well, mm-hmm. really? You just want, you'd rather wear a Darth Vader mask for the rest of your life than... Mm-hmm. Spend a little bit of out-of-pocket investment to not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, there are um, speech therapists can bill medical insurance that's under their umbrella, um, but not every speech therapist and they will agree with us. So this is not mm-hmm. a hate on speech therapists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not every speech therapist is trained in myofunctional therapy. Mm-hmm. They have the same frustrations that we have as dental hygiene is we don't learn this stuff in school. Mm-hmm. You have to go seek it for yourself. So um, there are some speech therapists out there who can bill insurance and get some sort of reimbursement, and that's great. Um, so if you are really strapped for that, then I would, but it's going to take a lot of research because it's not every speech therapist in your town who can do it. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very Just true. Just like not every dental hygienist in your town can do Mayo, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then do we want to go there on like what is the average going rate for Mayo programs? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say so, just so you guys kind of know, um, 
And I think some of it pricing wise is based on your experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I would say the average um, is anywhere, if you break it down um, to anywhere from 1700, probably upwards to like five, $6,000. The huge range. It's a huge Mm -hmm. range. Some of it is where you live. Some of it is how many sessions you charge. Um, you know, some of it is how long you've been around. I've raised my prices over the years. I also live in Portland. The cost of living in Portland is different than the cost of living in Bismarck, North Dakota. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, and so I've also worked with hundreds and hundreds of patients Mm -hmm. and the price to see me is higher than the price to see one of my two associates because I try Mm -hmm. to give affordable options. So if you come to my practice, you have three different options. You can work with myself, you can work with Erin, you can work with Kristen. And I mm-hmm. price it on experience because if money is a factor for you, um, I want to figure out a way to make it affordable for you. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean Erin and Kristen are any less capable than I am. I mentor them in the background. So it's not like you see one of them and then you never get to like get my input again. Um, but in trying to figure out different ways of affordability and cost, that's how I have it laid out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's like 500 ish dollars, give or take between each of our like tiers. Mm -hmm. Um, we give you a 10% discount if you pay up front or we set up payment plans for you. And we, we won't go longer than our general is three months. Um, for certain circumstances, we do up to six, but I also don't charge more for adding a family member. Mm-hmm. You know, you could see two family members and it's the same price. I don't double it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I we think... won't go past six months because then I'm chasing you for money at the end. Right. Like, mm-hmm. so that's, I have a hard and fast rule on that one. <laughs> yeah. But anytime up until then, you know, we, we figure out a way to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's all really, really good points. On to our next question. Um, can I just work with a sleep coach or sleep trainer in place of Mayo? <clears throat> so for those who don't know, a sleep coach or sleep trainer is someone who helps you to have better sleep hygiene, which would be like having the right bedtime, um, when to stop drinking caffeine, um, kind of like your wind down routine at night. And my, Megan can speak more to this because she sleep trained Izzy with Jenny June. Woo, Jenny June. Yeah, we did. We definitely, <laughs> we went through, um, and actually sleep training is like a hot, um, hot controversial phrase. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, we definitely like worked on Izzy's sleep to help her like have success in her, <laughs> in her life. Um, Don't yeah, downplay it. Uh, Izzy is like the most calm good toddler I've ever known like she is so good and she sleeps like a dream she sleeps like a dream I know okay you guys I do have the best toddler in the entire world um and she's gonna give me hell as a teenager probably um but yes but it was it was really hard before we worked with Jenny um she like didn't have a great bedtime she was not a great napper you know, she would kind of sleep in bed with us because she would fall asleep in her crib and then she'd get upset. And then, um, 
we just didn't have her on a good route, like good routine. The first couple of nights are really hard um, because there is struggle um, and there is, um, you know, she's voicing her opinions. She's pissed because she doesn't get to sleep in mom and dad's bed anymore. Right. And I'm like, happy that I'm not getting kicked in the face right like <laughs> but <laughs> not getting headbutt in the middle of the night um you know but when working with Jenny and we can do a whole different episode on this um it's not like deprivation or that like you're just like locking your toddler or baby in their room to cry it out and just like you know everybody suffers there's a little bit of like separation anxiety but um, you know, you're teaching your, you're teaching your kid coping skills. And I think really resetting my mindset around that and re reframing what I'm teaching Isabel at this age, um, was huge. Um, but that was one piece of the puzzle, right? Working on her sleep. We had to work on like her feeding and her feeding routine. Um, we're going to have to give our pacifier to a Santa Claus, right? Um, or do a going away ceremony for our pacifier. Um, honestly, you guys, I'm the problem. Um, I was the problem when it came to sleep training and getting Izzy to, <laughs> like, she, she is resilient. I am apparently not. Um, I, I am. It just takes me a minute. Uh, <laughs> I don't like seeing my baby cry, right? Um, but, you know, these things, and then we're going to work on the myopies, right? Like, it does doesn't replace the function of everything else. And so we can work on our sleep hygiene. And I think that's super important. Um, and actually, Kimmy and I have a handout um, that we created. It's called How to Get Your Best Sleep. All right. So we broke down best sleep, our little acronym on sleep hygiene and how to create that. Um, so if you're interested in that PDF to really help with your sleep, um, we're happy to share it with you. We can link it into um, our Instagram and everything as well as kind of a free, a free handout for you guys. Um, but there is no replacement for Mayo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're going to sleep like crap. If you're mouth breathing, you're going to sleep like crap. If your tongue is not in the roof and you're just constantly readjusting and fidgeting all night mm -hmm. to move that tongue out of your airway, you're going to mm -hmm. sleep like crap. If, you don't give yourself the proper hours. You're going to sleep like crap if you're like stuffy, punching, grinding, mm -hmm. grinding, all the things. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, having like working with a sleep coach on top of Mayo could be great, but it's not a replacement. Or same with breath work. Like we love all the different breath work. We, you know, if you guys listen to like our early on episodes with Mr. Dan Hansen, mm -hmm. um, we talk about Buteka, we talk about Wim Hof, we talk about nasal breathing constantly. That's all we ever talk about. Um, but that would be something I would do on top of or in addition to Mayo. Mm -hmm. um, just like we talked about last time, Ewing is not a replacement for myofunctional therapy. YouTube is not a replacement for myofunctional therapy. Myo brace exercises that come with the myo mm. brace is not a replacement for myofunctional therapy. Okay. How dare you, Megan? Oh, I feel real spicy about that <laughs> one. Controversial opinion. I, I feel, but that's, it's true. If we're going to start getting spicy about things, 
um, that's one of the big things I feel spicy about. Like I, nothing is more frustrating to me than myobase providers, especially in the Portland area. Um, not referring for myo. They're like, oh, we'll just do it in myobase exercises. Like those are supposed to be a tool, not a replacement. Just like any of these expansion options, myobase, healthy start, myomunchy, um, whatever expanders are out there, whatever functional appliances are out there. They are not a replacement for myofunctional therapy. They help with the structure, but they don't help with behavior and they don't help with function. And if you're going to get the full benefit, it's structure, function, behavior. You mm-hmm. have to have all three. You have to have the trifecta, um, you know, in order to really see long-term change. So we're all supposed to be working together and it annoys me that we all don't um but that is a different spicy tangent for a different day (laughs) (laughs) yeah I agree agree. um but yeah I think any of these programs can be on top of and can work congruently and can work really great I mean Kimmy will say this face yoga is not a replacement for Mayo but Kimmy has done a ton of face yoga training and has found some really great stuff to help her myofunctional therapy patients enhance their experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to think of space yoga as like a step up from Maya or like a, once you have the basics of Maya, then we can start doing that. Or if people are having a hard time with their exercises, cause they're compensating too much with their facial muscles, then I can kind of help decompensate that, especially if they smile and they're using their nose or their eyes or they're smiling mm-hmm. and their neck is bulging. Like mm-hmm. I can work on that with, with my face yoga training, you mm-hmm. know? Um, also the thing about breath work is it's can be kind of a, a next level too. Cause if you're a mouth breather mm-hmm. who's struggling with just nose breathing, how mm-hmm. are you supposed to be good doing breath holds? Like it feels too hard. You have to baby step. You, mm-hmm. you work your way up. Yeah. Or how are you supposed to exercise with your mouth closed? Or how are you supposed to, like, mm-hmm. if we can't get the basics down, then taking on some of these bigger stuff, you know, um, you know, you can't just do TMJ physical therapy in replacement of Mayo. Because mm-hmm. you're just going to cause a dysfunction mm-hmm. again, once it's all relaxed, mm-hmm. you're going to do that yeah. weird shoving your jaw forward or pressing your tongue into your teeth or or mm-hmm. squeezing your back molars and then just kind mm-hmm. of irritate those muscles all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I think a lot of these things are great in conjunction with Mayo, but there is no replacement for myofunctional therapy. Mic drop. The end. All right, everybody, let's wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> let's uh... <laughs> call in the cleanup crew, uh, you know. <laughs> Um, but no for real there there really isn't um you know technically our job shouldn't exist I you can say that technically my own shouldn't exist because we all should be the perfect nasal breathers with our lips together and our tongues on the spot and we all chew and swallow correctly but like welcome to the real world um Mm -hmm. and that's why we're here so (laughs) (laughs) um but I do I think and I and I think these things are great additions I think there's great modalities um, you know, no judgment about doing any of them 
in conjunction with. But I do think that there is, there's just not, right? There's like, there's no replacement for the dentist to get your teeth cleaned, right? Like, there's no, there's no replacement, like, you know, oh, well, my, like, barbershop person has some of those weird looking tools. Like, I probably could just go to them. Like, you'd never do that, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's, you know, there's certain people that you go to because they're the specialist. Mm-hmm. And there's value in that. Um, and there's value in paying for um, that experience and that specialty, right? Like, yeah, somebody else's myofunctional therapy program might be less expensive than mine. Um, but I have also seen five times, 10 times as many patients as they have, right? Mm-hmm. So what does that say about experience, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there's something to be said about making an investment in your health. And when you pay a certain amount of money and that's an important amount of money to you, then mm-hmm. you're not going to slack off. You know, who are the worst, pe- you know, who are the worst patients, teenagers who parents pay for them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's not, it's not their money and not all teenagers. I've had some of the best teenage patients ever. Oh, yeah. And they know that then I told them that and they build them up, but you know, like, that investment that you make in your health, that investment that you make in you, um, it can change your life. Um, and so I think it's, it's worth making that investment. Some of the, you know, I would say some of the most struggle patients are the patients who don't have to invest as much. Um, we've seen that time and time again, anytime I've given a huge discount or somebody's really financially struggling and I have them pay half price, which I've done. Um, and I do it a lot. Um, they tend to be the patients who struggle the most because there's just not the value there. So, you know, I think that we love you guys and we want the best for all of you (laughs) (laughs) and whether that's working and whether that's working with us directly or working with somebody else that you connect with, um, you know, I think it's worth taking in consideration the things that we've talked about in both these episodes. Um, but I think it's worth finding your person, whoever that is, mm-hmm. and really, you know, and going for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amen. I don't know if you can yeah. amen, a po- amen a podcast, but like I do it anyway. I think you can. I think you can do anything you want. <laughs> hallelujah (laughs) Hallelujah. it's christmas time we can do that stuff right yeah so um, (laughs) (laughs) all right you guys so if you guys have any more questions or you feel like there's some like faqs that we didn't cover in these two episodes comment on it slide into our dms don't forget we do a monthly q a um we're happy to address more questions whether from a patient perspective or a therapist perspective we have a good mix of both so um, don't be shy to reach out and ask us what's on your mind. Um, you can follow Kimmy at Mouth Muscle Memory. You can follow me at NWMFT. Um, you can follow the Munch Bunch Mind podcast, um, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, anywhere on Instagram, we're there. And actually, Kimmy's going to post our Spotify wrapped for the year for episodes mm-hmm. you guys have you guys have crushed it this year. All right. Like mm-hmm. you Thanks, have been guys. listening. Yes. You have been listening. You've been interacting. You've like got our percentages like way up. We're like feeling ourselves a bit. 
Um, you guys have been amazing and we're so lucky. We're so lucky to have you listen to us and we appreciate it so much more than you know. Um, so yes, uh, stay, look at our story and we'll, Kimmy's going to post our Spotify wrapped. Yeah. Um, Let's just do like a little recap here though. in in case nobody is cool enough to follow us on Instagram, but, um, the podcast was, (laughs) the podcast was heard in 29 countries which I thought was hella cool. Um, We had your podcast was in the top 10 most shared globally. Um, You're in the top 15 most followed podcast. Your listeners podcast personality is the adventurer who venture out into the unknown, searching for fresher podcasts and gems yet to be found. We are gems. We're definitely gems. <laughs> and um, we released 17 video episodes this year, and they were in the top 10% most viewed. Yeah. So that was really, really, really fun. So thank you guys. Thank you for your support. Please keep sharing it. If you want to share it in your newsletters, that always helps us. Um, mm-hmm. We just want to share the word and also help more people in the world. So keep doing what you're doing and please keep sharing. All right. Yes, amen. Have a good munchy Monday. Woohoo. All right. Bye everybody.